Carla Rudd, Head of Girls Cricket at Felston, is a professional cricketer who currently plays for Sussex, the Southern Vipers and the Southern Brave. Carla has also previously played for Middlesex and Berkshire. And in 2021, Carla was part of the Southern Brave 100 team who reached the grand final at Lords, as well as the winning side with the Southern Vipers in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. Described by the 100 as a dependable keeper who chips in with useful runs late in innings, Carla has a bright future and we look forward to her inspiring women in cricket for generations to come. Good afternoon, Carla. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on today. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I think first we should start with congratulating on another very successful season, obviously culminating with the appearance in the 100 final, which must have been fantastic, and of course winning the, the, the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy with the Vipers in mid-September, which was quite obviously late into the season. Can you tell us a bit about what it like to play, what it was like to play in both those finals at Lords? And I think was it Nottingham the other one? Was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. And coming obviously so close to the title with the hundred, following that up with the victory in the Rachel Hayho Flint. Well, well, it was fantastic to play at Lords. You know, it's every cricketer's dream to play at ground as like the Lords. The crowd was fantastic. You know, for for women's cricket to have a crowd of say, I think it was around seventeen thousand. It was unreal and the support for women's great for the women's game has, you know, taken off because of the hundred. So it's been a really good season. I know it was a disappointing result for us in the end, but like you say, that's cricket. It goes your your way sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. But um, I'm glad we made it over the line with um, the Rachel Hey Ho Flint trophy at the end of the season. Absolutely, with the fifty over competition. I went to a few I went to a couple of the hundred games and I must admit I went to the whole day. What, what was great was the the fact that the women's game was then obviously followed by the men's game. Did you did you get to be involved with the men's side as well, and, and, and did you work alongside each other um, across the tournament? We did, we did. Not as much as uh, what some people might have thought we might have because of COVID. I suppose the risk of maybe one person catching COVID in a team and then transferring it across to the women's team or the men's team. So there was a little bit. Um, we had to keep our space sometimes, but. You know, we had socials together. We had at the start of the at the tournament, we had a, like a team barbecue where both teams joined together. So we've done a few events together, which was nice to have support from the men as well. But yeah, I think next year, you know, when COVID is not as much of an issue, I think there'll be more intermixing between teams. Absolutely. And how was that biosecure bubble? How did it how did it work for you on a day to day basis within the hundred tournament? Well, it's something like I've I've not experienced before. We had to live in a hotel for five weeks and uh, we were based at the Hilton down at the Aegeus Bowl so you know we had to be really careful we wanted to as a team you know reduce the risk of picking up Covid because we knew that would you know eliminate us from the competition so we were really sensible we had a Covid risk assessment officer uh, who had to risk assess everything but you know we didn't live it too badly in a hotel so but it, it must have been very strange, you know, being able to normally go home and then return for the game the next day. It must have been very, very different for you. And I, you can see it across the whole season for everybody. It must have been a very strange environment for, for everybody. But at least we got all the cricket on and everyone was able to, to have the, the enjoyment and the crowd certainly came back. And at, and at Felsted, we talk about a great growth mindset. Um, is there anything in particular that you learned from this year's season that may help you next year? I think there are lots of positives to take from the season. Um, but with sport, there's always going to be knock, knockbacks or setbacks or injuries like we did experience in the final. It didn't go our way. As a team, we always review uh, the game, how it went. 
And I think in those reviews, we need to learn, we need to be better next time and, and learn from our mistakes. So that is something that as a team, we are hunger to learn, we want to improve. So maybe next year we could make that final or go one further and win it. Um, but a big learning for us, I think, on reflection is um, that 100 balls is actually longer than we thought it would be. So a lot of people went out there expecting to you know, score highly, quickly, but actually on reflection, 100 balls is longer than we thought it would be. So we could take a little bit longer uh, at the crease. Did it take quite a bit of a, you know, adapting to thinking, you know, the, the five ball or the ten ball sessions rather than a normal six ball over? Did it? Did you practice a lot that sort of that sort of situation and scenario? Uh, well, there were there were a few practice games, but I was I wasn't included in them. But it did take a bit of getting used to the five or ten balls. I didn't know if it was time to switch ends or to stay ends, or you know, it did get a bit of getting used to. But by the end of it, I think we had the hang of it. Um, and it did seem to move quite quickly, which was a good thing about the 100 ball. Absolutely, and that's certainly a, a certainly appeal, isn't it, to bringing in the families, and you can certainly see that with the crowds, the way it was engaging young girls uh, and boys and families, bringing them back to the, to the cricket, and it, and it seems, 100 seems to have been a real success. What do you think, you know, you've got T20, you've got the 100 now, you've got the 50 over format, you've got test matches. What do you think the future holds for this format of cricket with the 100? And, and, and do you enjoy playing it? Look, I loved playing it. it was, it's not every day that you get to play at these, these amazing grounds in front of you know, big crowds for the women's game. So I really enjoyed playing in the 100 ball. But I think the competition's just going to grow strength to strength, really, from the amount of take-up it's had in, in year one, the amount of people that have been inspired to play cricket because of the 100 ball or watch cricket has been really exciting so I think you know year on year it's going to continue to grow and hopefully it's just it'll grow the numbers that will participate in cricket in the future. Absolutely and we certainly saw that at school there was definite interest in it and when we came back to school people had really been engaging engaging with it and plus obviously for us your involvement in it was, was great to watch as well. Just, just moving back to you now, personally, can you can you tell us a little bit about your uh, pathway to date, um, and has has your life been different than what you'd expected? Different to date? No, I wouldn't say it's been different. From a young age, I've known I've always loved sport. I've loved participating in every sport I possibly could. So my parents were running me around to tennis and swimming and football and cricket. I never knew that cricket was going to be the path that I took or teaching would be the path that I, that I took, but I knew I loved or I had a passion for sport. So I knew that I wanted to study sport at university and luckily I went to Cardiff uh, Metropolitan, which enabled me to, to play cricket and to study. And from there I thought I went, what's, what's my next path? I knew I liked to coach. I knew I liked to sort of lead and deliver stuff and I wanted to continue playing my sport as possible. So teaching was the route that I looked down and I haven't turned back since. I'm able to deliver both passions of being able to play my sport in the summer holidays as well as, you know, interest and teach others and younger students how to get better and the advantages of of getting involved in sport. Absolutely. It was interesting there you talked about always playing lots of different sports as a a youngster and mum and dad or whoever whoever you said was ferrying you around everywhere. Would you encourage our youngsters to 
to engage in all sports and not try and specialise at too early an age. Obviously, you, you realised your talent was, was certainly directed towards cricket, but would you encourage children to play as many sports as possible in their early years? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, what you can gain from doing a variety of sports, you know, your coordination from one, your agility, your communication, your leadership still, skills that you can gain from doing a variety of sports is such a benefit than if you just go down one route. And if you see, if you look at the elite athletes, a lot of them do play or have played a variety of sports growing up. So you want that all-rounded athlete, not just someone that's particular focused on one sport, especially when they're younger. Absolutely, they should enjoy everything that they they possibly can. And and women's sport, obviously, brilliantly, has continued to grow so much in popularity, which is wonderful, and gaining... I'm really pleased about a more of a mainstream platform in, in recent years in particular. Uh, has that had an influence on your career and what, and what impact do you think this will have on, on future generations? You think about the young boys and girls in school now, particularly the girls I'm thinking of here because of the, the exposure now that they've got with, the, with, the, with the, the media coverage. Do you think that will have an impact on future generations? Definitely. I've um, noticed over the last three, four years how much women's sport has grown within media coverage, with funding with participation so I think that's only going to continue to grow so someone you know who's younger now they have someone to look up to they have female role models to watch and aspire to be like so I think it's only going to grow and the funding and watching it on tv is only going to grow so I think those young athletes now aspiring to be those sports role models when they're older have a career path now that they can go down and they know they can be professional athletes in the future which is really exciting for them i'm slightly too old for that now but oh i don't know um, about that <laughs> <laughs> it's really You're exciting enjoying. for them it's, it's great for you to be a part of the sort of the launch of it all really especially with the hundred but you talk about role models and, and people that sort of influence you who who did you look up to growing up in the in the cricket world did, was there anyone you particularly admired well i grew up through the sussex age group so the sussex women's keeper and england keeper at the time was sarah taylor so I was very lucky to be able to be around the same environment as her and learn from her. Um, and she was my role model growing up. But she, yeah, she was a, a really great lady, really helped me grow and learn a lot about the game just by being in and around her, which is brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And again, we, at Felsted, we talk about developing individual character uh, a lot. What do you think have been the biggest moments in your career so far, or coaching or playing, when your individual character has been defined or or what it's been influenced by? Were there specific moments? I've had a few, you know, setbacks, I'd say, throughout my career. And one that comes to mind is I got selected on an England under-17 cricket tour to South Africa. And I remember being, you know, super excited. My parents came out to watch me. And I had a bit of disappointment on not being selected to play. So I felt like I travelled all that way. My parents had spent a lot of money to come and watch me and I wasn't even playing. And that was probably my first real setback because up to then I was always, you know, the, the first selected wicketkeeper or whatever. And now that was my first experience of disappointment and wondering if I'm going to be good enough. But I remember that could have gone either way. I could have sort of given up at that situation and let the the disappointment beat me but I decided to go the other the other route and sort of fight harder train harder and I think that's where my sort of determination my work ethic comes from from back then when you know it wasn't going right 
but I thought, how am I sort of going to put this right to make sure next time I'm not going to be sitting on the bench? So I think I became quite resilient at that point and, yeah, determined, I think is a good characteristic of mine to sort of be better and work harder. And look at the success from this summer. It certainly certainly worked out that way and panned out and panned out that way. Oh, you talked there about South Africa. Are there any? Have you, have you managed to travel a lot with your cricket and, and enjoyed a lot of playing in a lot of countries? And, and if you have, where, where would you be your favourite destination or ground? I've been very lucky in that I have been able to travel a little bit with my cricket. I mentioned South Africa. I've been to Dubai, Sri Lanka, to name a few. I would say I really enjoyed Sri Lanka. It's a beautiful country, so I really enjoyed playing in Sri Lanka and I I loved playing in Dubai but it was very hot that's what I remember about Dubai it was a completely different climate which was very warm but it was it was obviously a lovely country and nice to travel was that at the ICC um, headquarters or yeah 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 great facility yeah fantastic and we educate obviously people at Felstead is all about making a difference to those to those around them and you're making a difference with your cricket and your coaching here at school. And what has inspired you to do that, really? Well, I had plenty of support from my parents growing up, from coaches at school, from coaches through my county setup. So I was very lucky in the support I received when I was growing up. And I just want to give back. I love to see children playing sport. I love to see them being successful. So I just want to give what I received when I was younger to those young students, young children, and give them that opportunity to thrive in a sporting sporting environment and also see them having fun. I think sport can bring a lot of enjoyment. So I love to just see these students thrive in an enjoyable environment and improve, hopefully, session on session. Yeah, I mean, the, the last two years with the, with the pandemic has, you know, it's been difficult, but to see the children back playing sport and the fun that they get from it, it it's certainly inspiring. And, and we're very grateful for what you do, you do here with our children. And we've seen many Felster cricket success stories recently, most recently, obviously, with Jordan Cox in the, in the T20, thrilling display in the T20 final. What's been your proudest coaching moment so far? I'm sure there will be many more to come as well, though. But what, what up to date have you been most proud of, of seeing the pupils achieve, would you say? I would say the year, I think it was 2017, when the under-15 girls were national champions, both indoor competition and outdoor. Uh, I hadn't been at the school too long. I've been at school since 2015. So in two years, we sort of... We started with the Year 9 group, really sort of trained hard, worked hard with them, and we saw a really good progression. And for them to go through not having experienced too much cricket to then being national champions was was really a, a great a great year for us with the girls' team at the school. To do the double indoor and outdoor was, was, was fantastic. And they, they've sort of select, they've set the level, haven't they, really, that, that team of 2015 in terms of something for everyone to follow and emulate. But I think... The way the number of the, the, the number of girls that now play the cricket across the school is, is fantastic, and the the regional honours that we're we're getting there, but also more importantly, just everyone enjoying it and play, playing the sport throughout throughout the summer. And we've got many sports professionals in coaching roles here at Felton. Obviously, yourself and and Lindsay Keeble with the netball and Joe Westwood with the hockey. How do you how do you all juggle between the two roles, and 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 does this help you as a player? Yeah, it can be challenging. Um, you know, you have to balance your time and and be organised 
But I'm very lucky in that the school and my cricket are very supportive of me doing both. So as long as I'm organised and as long as I plan ahead, I'm able to keep on top of my work at the moment also identify any clashes that might occur in the future. But no, as long as I'm organised, that does enable me to to have a clear head when I then go out on match day that I haven't, you know, I'm not overloading someone else with work or getting behind. So planning ahead is what enables me to enable to do both. Great. And what about coaches that you've worked with? You've had obviously a few this summer. Does anyone stick it out in your, in your mind as, as to being really quite inspirational for you and, and influencing your coaching as well? I would say Charlotte Edwards, my current coach, she's had so much experience in the game herself. And now as a coach, she's got so much knowledge and just listening to her passion, her knowledge of the game, and how she goes into little details really gives us the extra one percenters. So it's all about those one percenters enabling you to be better than the opposition. Because, you know, it's all about who performs on the day. The teams are so equally balanced now with how the teams are set out. So, yeah, Charlotte Edwards is someone who inspires my coaching how I go about my coaching so just looking at every detail how can we get those extra one percenters from every individual to make us better than the opposition yeah it's interesting those marginal gains are so so important you hear it in, in so many different sports they, they make that real difference don't they at the really elite elite level and what about players you know you've, with the hundred for example you've played with an awful lot of now international players as well the mix that's fantastic in all of these sides are there are there any players that have, you've really looked up to and admired playing with inspired you with your with your playing career Susie Bates is someone that I've been lucky enough to play alongside in the past few years she has been injured recently so wasn't involved in this 100 ball competition but I played with her at previous Super Leagues and she is a determined lady that is very passionate about her sport and I just think having someone like that in your team that is a leader will influence the rest of your team so it's been I've been really lucky to be able to play with her she's very passionate and that passion and determination is what has driven our our team to success in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. And finally, you know, we're really grateful for what you've done at Felsted and, and continue to do in inspiring everybody, boys and girls across the school with their cricket. And what does the future hold for Carla Rudd? Well, hopefully next year I'll be playing for the Southern Vipers again. So in the Charlotte Edwards T20 Cup and the Rachel Hayho Flint Trophy in the 50 over competition. I hope to be included in them again and also the 100 ball I think like I said earlier it's it's going to go strength to strength I think the women are going to get more opportunity more pay more media coverage and I want to be a part of that it's been such an exciting competition already and it's exciting for what the future holds for us so hopefully fingers crossed I'll find out you know over this winter at some point if um, if I'm included in that or not but I'm hoping the 100 ball as well next summer will be on the list yeah and how, and how does the winter program pan out for you well training is based at the Aegeus Bowl in Southampton so I try and make training as in all the school school holidays as much as I can I'm also doing my training locally here so I do batting practice with Jason Gallion so the director of cricket and um, I'm also getting local keeping coaching from Bar- Barry Hyam who works in the Essex County setup as well so I get as much training in as I can locally and then join the group sessions down in Southampton when I can when I can make them. 
Well, thank you ever so much, Carla, for sharing your, your experiences, your thoughts, and obviously your inspiration with us as well. We're very grateful to have you on the staff here um, at Felsted. So, so thank you very much for your time this afternoon. No, thank you for having me. So that was Simon James talking to Carla Rudd. Thank you, Carla, for coming on to this episode of The School Podcast. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.